The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit up the guys on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. The pitch. Fly ball headed in the right field. I think that's going to do it. The tag from Steer at third, the throw from Edmund, and that's the ball game. The Reds win it in extra innings, 6-5 in game one of this four-game series over the hot-hitting St. Louis Cardinals. Austin Reeves look in. Four seconds left. Two buckets. Two points ties it up. LeBron in the paint. Layup. No good. Got his own board. There's the horn! And the Denver Nuggets, for the first time in franchise history, will go to the NBA Finals! Oh my God. They swept the Lakers. Wow! I don't know. I don't know. I got a lot to think about, to be honest. I had a lot to think about, to be honest. And um, just for me personally, going going forward with the game of basketball, got a lot to think about. Hour two, T-Row in the morning show. Tuesday morning, May 23. Toby and TJ back with you. I'm in the laundry room in Albuquerque again today. Headed to Arlington as soon as the, uh, well, after breakfast. Tomorrow, the uh, Big 12 tournament gets underway. Um... It's a good day to be on the road, Teach, because uh, several other conference tournaments get underway today. i got stuff to listen to on the drive, the uh, SEC tournament, the ACC tournament, the American Athletic Conference tournament, all those underway today. Uh, so it'll be fun. I, I am uh, fascinated to see, TJ, what we do next year in the Big 12. I want to talk a little college baseball this segment with the 13 teams. I have uh, – nothing has been announced as to how – well, how the season's going to work, how the postseason tournament's going to work. It's got to we, – we, I mean, I would imagine this summer we'll get details on that, you know, basketball, baseball. All we've heard is football so far. Correct me if I'm wrong about any of this. But there are some assumptions out there from our coaches and others as to how it's going to work. I think most people believe that in basketball – you are going to have a home-and-home home with five teams, and the other eight you will play once each for a total of 18 conference games. So four home, four away. And I think most believe that in baseball, you will play 10 conference series. This year, or in the current Big 12, you play eight conference series. And that next year you will play 10. There are 13 teams playing baseball next year in the Big 12, which means there will be two teams that you will not see in the regular season, if indeed that's the format that's adopted. But what's the postseason tournament look like? 
right now, eight teams get invited to Arlington. Is it going to be the same? Are five teams going to miss it next year? Are we expanding to 10 or 12? Or how's that going to look? Right now, 12 teams make the SEC tournament. Uh, today, they will play four single elimination first round games. So four teams get sent home today. That'll leave us with eight, and they'll play a double elimination from there. I think probably that that's what it's going to look like, only maybe not with 12. Maybe with 12. Maybe with 10. Uh, We shall see. But I think there'll be some form of day one single elimination for the lowest-seeded teams, and then they play it out in an eight-team double elimination from there. But all of that has yet to be... Uh, obviously announced, and then the year after that, you're in a 16-team SEC. Uh, Do they still have a 12-team tournament? Do four teams miss it? All that kind of stuff's got to be worked out. But D1 Baseball came out with their updated field of 64 yesterday, TJ, after the weekend, and Oklahoma's still in it. In fact... Still in the exact same place they were before they lost two of three to OSU. Yeah, a couple of them I saw yesterday still had them uh, comfortably in on a couple of the projections. So I don't know if comfortable is the right word. Well, they are one of the last four in in, in both projections I saw. But uh, in. Okay, I saw one yesterday where they were pretty comfortably in. So, But they're in. But they're in, yeah. And I think that's right. I mean, I think one of three against OSU is kind of what we said going in, which is you're not going to gain any ground. You're not going to lose any ground. They're a highly ranked RPI team. And that's exactly what happened. They, uh, This D1 baseball has them a three seed in Fayetteville with uh, Arkansas, obviously, Indiana, the two, and the main Black Bears as the four there. It's got Oklahoma State hosting in uh, Stillwater, and I think that'll probably be the case unless OSU goes 0-2, and maybe even then. I think they're probably going to be a host. Um, But, I I, I mean, if you look at the next four teams, for example, or the first four teams out of this D1 baseball projection, Texas State, Elon – UTSA, and Cal State Fullerton. Nothing against any of those teams, but none of them are Power 5 teams. None of them do you say, oh, yeah, that team definitely deserves to be in ahead of of Oklahoma. So I'm going to stand by what we said yesterday, Teach. Zero wins, they're out. One win, we're nervous. Two wins, they're in, in Arlington. Yeah, that's exactly what it's looking like. So I think you're dead on with that. I think that's exactly uh, what they have in front of them. And one win might be enough might if be there enough. aren't a lot of bid stealers mm-hmm, out there. Mm-hmm. Because that one win is going to come against either Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, or West Virginia. Any wins they get on their side of the bracket are going to carry some weight. Um, here's your bracket for tomorrow in Arlington, 9 a.m., TCU and Kansas State. 4-5 game there. 12.30, Texas against Kansas. 4 o'clock, OU, OSU, Bedlam, round 5. 7.30, West Virginia and Texas Tech. I have not seen or heard 
anything about potential starting pitchers yet. Have you, TJ, for either team? I have not, no. Hopefully we'll get that today. I did think about this yesterday, too. I hope we don't get the same broadcast crew that we had last year in Arlington for the television side of things. Do you remember the, the wackadoodle we had last year, TJ? Um, He was the crazy guy with uh, all of the nutty sayings, like a guy would hit a home run. Oh, yes, yes, yes. he would yes. say, punch your grandmother in the face right. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, don't, I can't remember. He's the guy that went viral, say. and then all of a sudden he ended up uh, doing some games for him. Uh, yeah, Correct. I do remember that, yes. He did like a minor league team out east mm-hmm. and had creative things to say. And then so the ESPN hired him to do the Big 12 tournament. And he was entertaining if he wasn't calling your team. He was maddeningly, madding, maddeningly irritating if he was calling your team. So hopefully we get – To like, be honest, a, now that you say that, I don't know that I've heard from him since then. No. I think it was a failed experiment. <laughs> it was failed. Yeah. Remember he had like a notebook of things to say uh-huh. and he would keep it next to him. And then somebody would hit a, you know, a sharp ground ball – and I can't even imitate. Like, I'm going to have to find some of the sayings. I can't even come up with some of the things he would say. So, hopefully we get uh, we get more of a straight-laced broadcaster. I'm sure that not everybody agrees with that. But, anyway. Uh, encouraged. I'm encouraged by Field of 64s. And I will be listening to the Nerdcast on my drive today, which um, – I shouldn't make fun of earlier – last hour I was dogging on people who follow recruiting too much because uh, I'm way too deep in these bubble talks for baseball and basketball and all this stuff. Uh, you don't listen to the D1 baseball podcast. You don't listen to any podcast, do you? Hey, you nerd. Quit getting in deep in these things. Uh, be, go watch some recruiting message boards. So this is like an hour and 15-minute podcast that they'll have out today. And it is three guys discussing who the 64 teams should be in the baseball tournament. And they go uh, seed by seed, one through 16. Oh, geez. Discussing, all right, who's number five? And then they'll spend 10 minutes on that. And then they'll say, all right, who's number six? And then they'll spend 10 minutes on that. Maybe not. Maybe it's five minutes on each. And then when they get all the 16 seeds, they go conference by conference. All right, American East, who's in out of this conference? All the way through all the conferences. And it is horrendous radio. It's three guys (laughs) in front of a keyboard just typing in, looking at RPIs and discussing strength of schedules and, and all this kind of stuff. It is dry. It has no entertainment value to it at all. And I... I get giddy every week when it comes out. Like last night I saw that they posted one. Usually it comes out at the end of the week, and they put out a, like a pre-conference tournament edition. And I was like, I was a kid in a candy store because I was like, oh, that, I can't wait to listen to that on my drive tomorrow. I was having a hard time last night not going ahead and listening to it, saving it for my drive today. Uh, I, so I, there's something wrong with me. But they go in depth on, you know, all this kind of these stats and these metrics and uh, what needs to happen for everybody in each situation to get in. And they're like last year, they got all but one right. I mean, they're the Joey Brackets of baseball, you know, only if Joey Brackets put out an hour and 15 minute well, podcast. Every I, I was week, about to ask that was boring. 
why not just go look at what they put out instead of listening to three hours of it? I go look at the bracket. I do look at what they put out, <laughs> and I want to know the reasoning behind. I got it. you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And honestly, it helps. It helps on this show, and it helps on the broadcast to have a little knowledge as to exactly where OU sits. You know. Yeah, because there's some of these teams and, that they may be fighting for a spot with that you don't necessarily know much about, but yeah. you can learn something about it for the broadcast. And not every year's the same. Like this year, I've said this a few times. It is a very, very soft bubble this year. There are not a lot of teams out there with deserving resumes to be in the NCAA tournament. It's not like there are 20 teams fighting for three spots. I mean, you saw that with that graphic I sent you yesterday. It's a, it's a pretty good year for OU to be on the bubble uh, because it's so soft. So, But I do think they need to get some work done. Heck, just go win it again. Just oh, go that, win well, it yeah, again, you know? Then, then you don't have to even worry about maybe then, Maybe you're a two seed then at that point somewhere. Probably are. I mean, that would be four wins. Uh, yeah, I mean, you probably you probably would be a two seed somewhere at that point. So, anyway, uh, I got that thrilling entertainment in front of me uh, coming up on the drive today, TJ. So, you want me to – you want me to send it to you so you can listen to it on your walk today? I, I already listened to bleed? it. I already listened to it twice, but I can listen to it a third time. That's great radio. All right. Uh, what about now at the 13 seed? Who do we like, fellas, <laughs> at the 13 seed? And then there will be like a long pause where nobody talks, like they're all just thinking. And uh, Kendall oh, Rogers geez. will say, uh, I mean, uh, we don't have anybody in out of the ACC yet. And Aaron Fitt will go, yeah, yeah. And then the uh, Mark Etheridge guy will go, what about the Pac-12? <laughs> and Aaron Fitt will go, yeah, we could do that. And then Aaron. So it, then they're Peter actually Rogers recording this and just thinking it out. They don't have it polished with notes. No. Oh, my Stream goodness. Stream of conscience. Oh, my Blink slate. They just sit down and work through the whole field of 64. And, and it's uh, – I can't get enough. Oh, no, there's something wrong with me. I mean, I'm just – One minute to go! It's one but of I those rooms think... you want to be in just sitting and listening. You have a lot yeah, of those rooms. I want to I be participating. Yeah. I am listening. I want to be the fourth person on that call because sometimes they'll make a judgment and I'll be like, what are you, idiots? No way that team deserves to be there. You know? So, anyway. Okay. <laughs> Break time. Uh, text line still down, TJ? Let me uh, check here real quick. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line has been sabotaged today. We have a saboteur in our midst. So if you want to chime in, you got to either tweet us or call us today. Phone line 405-329-9000, 405-329-9000. You can tweet us at TJ Perry 1400 or at T-Row OU. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. See, the text line being down, this is what I get. Hey, I'd text this in normally, but I'd like to hear Jelly Roll, son of a sinner, if you can get that in for me. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back. T-Row on the Morning Show. Song (laughs) requests. This hour brought to you by Black. There's your your long-distance dedication. Yeah. 
your 7 a.m. hour brought to you by Black Thunder Roofing, locally operated in Norman and Edmond, serving Shawnee, Yukon, Mustang, the Angie Alist Award winner. Your local roofer. Local. They're not coming in here with a trailer, a U-Haul from Albuquerque, New Mexico, stealing your money and running out of town. These guys are local. They'll get it done for you. BlackThunderRoofing.com, 405-473-8028. The uh, Twext line today, the Knippelmeyer Twext line. Twext line. Uh, TJ, what's the fax number? That is from uh, Brandon. Brandon. uh, I love this idea. I wish I could remember the fax number. I used to – so – I've done this long enough. There was a time when we requested facts to the show. Shut up. Yes. I don't remember this. You you don't remember it. We did it. There was some promotion we did. There was some sponsor, and we had people text in on the on the uh, fa- or not text in, uh, facts in Shut on the your facts face. line. And I would run back and check the facts during breaks. Uh, <laughs> my all time favorite facts that I ever got here at the station. I've told before. It was from an on-air host that said, I quit, Fogel. That's all it said. Yeah. And uh, I said, hey, Mike, you make Anthony mad. He just quit on the fax line. (laughs) (laughs) He quit via fax. So, Brandon, I don't remember the fax line. Uh, Drake, if you're listening, if uh, Drake, uh, what's our was fax that line number? Was considered a two-week notice? Did he continue doing shows? No, for two no, that weeks? was it. I never, I never, and I was uh, still rarely, uh, fairly new around here, and I don't even know that I had ever been in the building with him. So, like, I got this fax, and I'm like walking in there to Mike. <laughs> you can only imagine how he reacted. And, I had uh, a similar situation back in those days, but. Um, I didn't get faxed. <laughs> Close though. <laughs> but that's pretty racy for me right there, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. It's pretty racy. Yeah. Yeah. All right, what else you got for me back there? Uh also from Darren. Thanks, Toby. I'm trying to drive into work this morning. It does get easier. My kids are in their thirties. One's in Texas and one's in Durant. Wait until you get grandkids. That's from Firefighter Darren in Norman. I'm an old softy now. That's for sure, man. I'm not as tough as I used to be, Teach. There's a lot of people that think I'm still a rugged, tough, manly man, and that's just not the case anymore. I'm just an old softy. And, uh, yeah. Well, you went through your stretch a few months ago when you were very emotional over a lot of things. You had kind of swung I, I out was, of that. Yeah, you remember? Well, you got, remind me of what I was emotional about. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, things with your daughter and your sons, and you said you would just kind of, uh, you'd be sitting around, and you'd suddenly almost start breaking down oh, into tears. Yeah. And, yeah, and you kind yeah, of swung yeah, yeah. out of that, and now here we are again, and it's just been an emotional year for you. That's all. Yeah, well, my daughter's driving now. That's more frightening than emotional. <laughs> don't say that out loud, my dear. <laughs> Uh, no, school's out. You think she's up at this time? Oh, that's right. That's right. Well, I forgot you, know well, I honestly, I forgot you I weren't in the office for a second. That's right. I think there's volleyball tryouts today, so she might actually be up. Uh, I know there's volleyball tryouts today. I just don't know when they start. So, stressful around the house. So, today. correction. She's a wonderful driver. Wonderful driver. And she actually is a good driver. It's just she's still the baby, you know? I still, like, I, there's no way she's old enough to operate a vehicle. And then when she gets in, she scoots the seat all the way up, and uh, and she's just – I don't know. I, I look over, and I'm like, You're, you were in an incubator yesterday. 
You had jaundice and you were in an incubator. How are you driving a car? And now I got a son moving to another state, and it's just there's a lot going on in my life, TJ. You know, and then we got we got high school kids decommitting and going to other schools. And right, I just can't handle you it. Can't all. handle I just, it all. The C four C four's got me all kinds of. Is that right, TJ? That's right. That yeah, the right C four. That's C four. Yeah. All, I'm all bent. I'm all bent about it, teach. So anyway, a lot <laughs> Bo- going on. boss man says I don't think we have a fax line anymore. So sorry, we can't open it back up for you today, Darren. What? What kind of a ragtag organization are we running around there? We got the scanner and the uh, email capabilities. I guess they uh, oh, okay have transferred it. Uh, tra- uh, you know, gone into that. So yeah. that's probably good enough. All right. Well, what else you got for me? Anything else going on? Is that it? All tweeted out and everything? Yeah, I'm keep checking this line. I'm sorry. We're still we're Is still LeBron down. going to retire, TJ? No. Did you watch that game last night? Uh, yeah, I watched quite a bit of it. Um, that series. I mean, these conference finals have been bad series. I mean, Miami's just whipped yeah. Boston. Denver, that game was closer last night, but they pretty much walked through L.A. in four games. So the conference finals have not been that exciting, which hopefully means we're, we're going to get a really intense, exciting NBA finals but no this is this is uh LeBron wanting attention and building drama so oh oh no what? I've been eliminated uh let's take the Let focus off it. the fact that I just lost let's take the focus off of the fact that Denver's the one in the NBA finals and make it about me I'm going to act like I might be retiring so you that think people he's gonna go on a, a silence retreat? he'll go on some summer thing and then announce I'm back for one more year what however he does it it's 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 LeBron and how he builds drama and seeks attention it, it, he's talked way 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 too much about playing with Bronny and, and mm-hmm. waiting for Bronny to play and get that one year in with him and, and there's no way he's just going to walk away suddenly. Sorry. It's just not happening. Can I give you a hot take? This is not my specialty. All right. Let's, but I believe I have what Tyler McComas would classify as a hot take. All right. Let's hear this. I don't think Nikola jo- Jokic is that good. So I watch I him. I got to finish my hot take. Okay. Go, go, go with your hot take. Sorry. I think he's just lucky. Every time he shoots the ball, I say, no way that's going in. And then it goes in. So I think he's just, like, found a four-leaf clover or something. I I don't think he's that good. Go ahead. Tell me I'm wrong. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong because I watch him and I think, you are the most boring player that is really good I've ever watched in the NBA, and I don't know how you're so good. Like, you're right. When he shoots the ball, it's not this pretty form or shot, and you're like, man, that's dead on. It's like what a player. all I picture is that picture of him as a fat kid, and I think there's no way you're going to score in double figures tonight. Ow, oh, he did, and he's got 14 assists 35. to go with it. Fourteen assists, seventeen rebounds. He's ridiculous with his stats, and after every game, I sit there and watch him, and I say, nah, yeah. "He's not that good." Overrated. <laughs> he's only, what? He's only yeah, the MVP no, of the league. A game ends, and you're like, "Jokic did nothing tonight." Look yes. at the box score. Yes. Uh, forty-two points, seventeen. It assists, is the most boring, rebounds. drab, what? unbelievable stat line you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. 
he like it takes him ten minutes to make a move to the basket. You know, uh, I don't know. He's amazing. I'm kidding, obviously. He's a he's an incredible passer. For, Unbelievable passer for, any, for a big for guy. Any for any size, size. not just right, for yeah. a big man. He's mm-hmm. an incredible passer. Uh, he's uh, he's just so awkwardly large and shoots awkwardly and it's just all ugly and beautiful. So I don't know. I'm glad they knocked out the Lakers. I don't guess I have really have any problem with Denver winning a championship. Um, do you? I don't. No. I don't dislike anybody on that team. I don't think. I mean, unless Boston makes a miraculous comeback, it's going to be Miami. So I'd much rather see Denver win than Miami. And, and Miami, I've got to give them credit. Riley and Spolster are geniuses. Amazing. They're they're amazing. amazing. Pat Riley and the way that he builds teams, the way that he can see things through, and Spolstra, the fact one that he's still the coach at Miami. I know he's won championships, it's but been there forever. But it doesn't matter in the NBA. You win championships, you get fired. Those two work hand-in-hand together so well. Riley builds the team. Spolstra knows just the right buttons to push at the right time. He gets elite performances at the playoff times by, you know, Dwayne Wade, whoever it may be. Now that he had the super team for that stretch there with the the big three. But Jimmy Butler's playing out of his mind. They are just brilliant when it comes to this time of the year. And I don't know what's special about what they do, but i got to give them credit because – it is every Cheating. year they 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 they, they figure something out. That one year that they beat the Mavericks when the Mavericks Dwayne Wade's going to the line forty five times or whatever it was, and they're burning the pictures and the having the cauldron in the locker room. I don't know. That's when Riley was still. Uh, I, I don't know what was going on with the cauldron and they burn things and put them in the roof of the the arena in Dallas and I don't know what <laughs> they do, but it's brilliant. I mean, they're going to yeah. they may win another championship at the level that Jimmy's playing. I don't know, but. Um, I got to give them credit too because it's unbelievable what they do. Yeah, it is. Remember when they hired Spolstra? Wasn't he like He's the 12. video coordinator? He or was. Like that? He was uh, Big Jake's sidekick. Hi, hey, everybody. I'm 12. <laughs> We're gonna look at a pick and roll today. That's what he was. He was 12 years old. Hi, hey, everybody. Yeah. All right. So I'm glad you agree with me. Jokic is uh, overrated. <laughs> And lucky. There's my hot take. I think take there's of the day. something to all of that. Yeah. I'm not very good at these hot takes, man. I'm just, I'll stick in my. Stick what in what my are you lane. saying, Toby Rowland? <laughs> uh, I'm saying that the guys in the afternoon are much better at hot takes than I am. That's what I'm saying. Break time, uh, halfway home on a Tuesday morning. Back after this. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Hey, uh, TJ, um, it is time now, if you are ready, for us today to read the news. It's time for In the News. <laughs> It is time for In the News. Uh, in case you didn't watch the nightly news last night or you haven't read a newspaper today, that's why TJ and I are here. We're here to get your back. We've got all the pertinent in your world today. Uh, news item number one, Tom Brady is now a co-owner of Chris Plank's favorite football team. 
Las Vegas Raiders owner Mark Davis acknowledged Monday he has come to an agreement with Tom Brady for the retired quarterback and future Hall of Famer, that's a little presumptive, to join the organization's ownership group pending NFL approval. Quote, we're excited for Tom to join the Raiders, end quote. Well said, Davis told ESPN. <laughs> this, uh, I think everybody's getting too out over their skis on this. Uh, 24 other owners have to vote to approve this. I don't think it's getting through, TGU. This is a known cheater in the NFL, and now we're inviting him to be an owner? It's going to get through. My my question is, I never saw like what the percentage was. Obviously, it's not going to be a large amount. Yeah, he doesn't well, how have much that kind of money. But yeah, I wonder how much. Like this is like a probably like a two percent ownership or something like that. I mean, it's nothing. It's just. So what are the Raiders worth? Oh, in the billions, obviously. Okay, let's say it's. Well, I'm going to look it up. Three, four billion, I would guess. Yeah, three seems about right. Let's see. I was in Okay. Um. Well, this says five hundred sixty-three million. No, we're off. Raiders worth we're five point one billion. Okay. Five point one billion. billion. That right. was an old thing I'm looking at. Okay. So, what is one percent of five billion? TJ. I don't know. I don't do math. Let me see. 50,000 that bucks. That's 5 million. So that's 50 million. <laughs> that's 500 million. So 1% of 500 million. Uh, oh, 5 million. So, man, I can't do the math. Like, uh, yeah, he probably has less than 5%. I mean, I don't know. How much money does Tom Brady have? Tom Brady's got a lot of money, but not as much as some athletes because he gave up a lot of money to win championships because he's just that kind of guy. He did not take but, big salaries. But when you're Brady, like, I think of, like, less than his half his value is how much money he made in the NFL. Yeah. Like, yeah. endorsement deals. Mm -hmm. What's he signed? A $375 million contract to broadcast. But, yeah, you're talking billions. So... It's a minority stake, but they still get to say Tom Brady is a co-owner of their team. Uh, he's worth he, uh, approximately $512 million, according to Barron. That's nothing. <laughs> he has also bought a piece of the WNBA team from Davis, uh, the, the, the Aces, Las Vegas Aces. I think he owns so, a professional pickleball team, too. Real, uh, I mean, peas in a pod right there. Mark Davis and Tom Brady. We we should have seen this coming, TJ. Just uh, kind of really two fashion icons in addition to being wealthy people, you know. That's a joke. <laughs> We've killed another bird in Major League Baseball. What? Uh, Will Brennan last night for the Cleveland Guardians hit a ground ball to the left side of the infield that hit and killed a bird. Uh, the bird was wandering on the infield grass during the second inning of their victory over the White Sox last night. Nobody out, runner at first. Brennan, a left-handed hitter, grounded one sharply the other way. 
And the ball contacted the small bird, and it was D-O-A, TJ. Umpires called time. Brennan held his hands over his head. And uh, a member of the grounds crew came out and removed the bird with a shovel. Is word not spreading in the bird community about this? Quit hanging out at ballparks. Brennan, after the game, uh, posted an apology on Twitter. Quote, I truly am sorry at PETA and bird enthusiasts on unfortunate sacrifice. Now, I brought this up the other day. Somebody hit a bird. George tells a story, George Frazier, of being in Toronto, and I think it was Winfield that hit a bird during warm-ups. They were just playing catch in the outfield. And he ended up, like, having to appear before a judge over it and everything. It was a big deal. I, I, I don't know, if, you know, in this day and age, if it is or not. Probably. Probably. This guy might go to jail for all I know. But anyway, uh, that's sad news, TJ. Yeah, they um, two in the last few days. So, watch out, birds! Spread the word. The bird is the word. Exactly right. The A's have cut ties with broadcaster Glenn Kuyper. It was about a month ago that the Oakland A's were in Kansas City, and uh, Glenn Kuyper had the unfortunate intro to the broadcast that night talking about his day in Kansas City Uh, he was immediately suspended and now he has been fired thoughts it says let me uh, quote following an internal review the decision has been made for NBC Sports California to end its relationship with Glenn Kuyper effective immediately we thank Glenn for his dedication to Bay Area Baseball they must have uncovered something. Well, that's what I was about to say. Like, this is weird that it took as long as it did. If you're just going to fire him over uh, what he said, then just fire him. I don't know. Obviously, once this happened, some people said, mm, I don't know how much of an accident this is. He's done some other things. You probably should look into this. And then once they – otherwise, you don't do an investigation and look into him like this. There had to have been someone that said something and brought some other things to – to the forefront, so. A person familiar with the investigation told the Associated Press that, quote, the decision was based on a variety of factors, including information uncovered in the internal review. So, yeah. Obviously, something came to light there. And finally, and this is an uncomfortable story and perhaps, uh, TJ, not appropriate for everyone. But a man uh, who was being well, let me just read. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to get myself fired. So I'm going to just read. Um, headline: Man caught smuggling scissors in peculiar location of his body at jail in Indiana. And what did you just say? A man has been caught apparently trying to smuggle an eight-and-a-half-inch pair of scissors into a jail. (laughs) Staff made the discovery as they processed him for a stay at LaPorte County Jail in Indiana. Officials said the object was identified in a, quote, peculiar location. Oh. 
after suspicions were raised when the arrested suspect refused to cooperate during a routine search on Wednesday. The man eventually reluctantly agreed to an electronic body scan when the jail's assistant commander of operations, Lieutenant Jeff Holt, quote, observed what appeared to be a foreign object in a peculiar location. This is where I'm supposed to come up with a great one-liner, and I'm just going to say don't hit (laughs) sin. Scissors, TJ. Scissors. Scissors. I don't need scissors that bad for anything. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. What a world. What a world we live in. And that's the news for Tuesday, May 23rd. stand up for the rest of the show. I suddenly hurt. Toby and TJ with you on a Tuesday morning. We'll be back. Did you miss one of our shows? Don't beat yourself up, because we've made it easy for you to beat that Ref Army FOMO. Catch up on shows and interviews you might have missed with the Ref Podcast page. Just go to KREF.com and click on the podcast page. Or go check out your favorite podcast provider and search for KREF, the home of Sooner fans. Here for you 24-7, 365 at the KRF Podcast page. T-Row in the morning show. Toby is live in a laundry room. I'm live in the Buffalo Wild Wings studios. We are statewide on the ref, worldwide on the KREF app. If you're ever out and about, across the country, traveling out of the country, that's the way to listen to us. The KREF app. 7 a.m. hour brought to you by Black Thunder Roofing. Locally owned and operated. Your one-stop shop for customers looking for one contractor. A local roofer. Yeah! 405-473-8028. Find out more information about Black Thunder Roofing on their website, blackthunderroofing.com. I have uh, received a twext from Craig, who, yes, Craig, you were second place winner in the uh, PGA Championship giveaway. You had Scotty Scheffler. Don't tweet me, but I do eventually need your last name and your phone number. I don't want you to tweet me that stuff, obviously, so... Uh, when the text line's back up, let me know that information, or um, uh, you can try to DM me uh, something if, if you want to. But you are the winner. Uh, Greg, Slide into his DMs. That's right. Greg, I had your information unless your numbers changed. Baseball, Greg, you were the third-place winner. Brad from Bartlesville, same thing. I'll need your last name and a phone number to get you hooked up with your prize from uh, Jimmy Austin. So thank you to those Congratulations. Guys. Yes. Um. <laughs> Good morning. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Chumley. Uh, Chumley's had me laughing for the last uh, 20 minutes or so, and now someone said that you rolling into Wildbackers. I I saw your tweet, and I am not offended. I am honored. I only hope to be looking as good as that uh, in the minds of your grandchildren someday. I um, looks looks very slick. I did not know Pawn Stars was still a thing. Like uh, I chopped the picture out, but Rick's standing there with him, and uh, well, I don't remember Rick's son's name. Uh, the other uh, young guy that's Chumley's age. Uh, I did not realize they were a thing, but apparently they're on a tour or something right now. They were at Billy Bob's last night, so that's why the picture of Chumley in the Western shirt and the cowboy hat with New Balance tennis yeah. shoes on. So <laughs> looking good. Uh, 
<laughs> and uh, Bill, Dallas Bill would like to know, has Toby ever had a cowboy hat even on his head? Hmm. Well, I don't own a cowboy hat. I've never, like, gone out in a cowboy hat. But I'm sure I've worn at some point somebody's cowboy hat just to see what I look like in one. But, yeah, I don't. I mean, I just got boots at New Year's. Oh, that's so right, yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a, a, a cowboy hat. I can't pull it off, I don't think. Nobody's buying it. If I go to a country concert or something, I'm going in the ball cap, you know, kind of the ball cap and the too tight T-shirt. That's the way I roll to a country concert. <laughs> right. Like the uh, – uh, what's his name, TJ, that sings all the, uh, like, the... Uh, uh, Luke Combs? Yeah, I know, TJ. No, 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 no. Why did you say Luke Combs? I, well, because you said baseball t- caps. So I'm thinking of guys that wear baseball caps on stage. My body type is more like, uh, who's the guy that sings all the beach songs? Oh, Kenny Chesney? Ken, me and Kenny Chesney are the two that most people say look oh, of course. physically of alike. Of course. Yeah. Um... I need to get me another cowboy hat. I haven't had one in a while. How many do you have? There's one in my office here at work right now. It's on my um, it's on my desk right now. So I, I, it's not the question. How many cowboy hats do you have? Just that one. Just that one that's in the office. And I actually think one that one minute to go. <laughs> to be honest, I think that that one maybe Katie's. It's been in that office since we moved houses, and I had to store some stuff in my office. So I don't even think that one was mine. But I had a black one back in the urban cowboy days that I used to rock to school. Had you a wore a blue, cowboy hat to school? Yeah, had a big blue feather on it. It was uh, That was a sweet hat oh back in the God. 80s, man. At Enid? No, this was in uh, Kennedale. This is when I was young, young, like seven, eight years old. You wore a cowboy hat to school at age seven? Probably that age. May have been a little older. Maybe ten. Mm-hmm. What a ladies' man you must have been. Pearl was there snap a lot shirt. of cowboy hats Pearl in Snap uh, shirt in Kinnadale, Texas. It probably wasn't that unusual, yeah. Man. Top of the hour break. Uh, we're going to check in with our buddy Shep when we come back, back from the PGA Championship.